What'd you think of that? That was the creepiest way to start a podcast I've ever heard in my entire life. It's, <laughs> it's your series. Yep. Yep. What a crazy thing. Well, welcome, guys. We um, uh, This is a different kind of a thing for us. We've done it maybe one time before. I think we've yep. recorded a podcast. It was on a Sunday where we were finishing a series, but a Sunday got canceled for weather, I think. And so we just did a podcast version to, to close out the series. But we, we want to try to do this from time to time, even just as a way to finish out uh, every major series that we do. We have the occasional one-off Sundays where it's kind of a random topic that I've uh, been stewing on or, or want to hit from time to time. But then we'll do these series anywhere from three weeks up to sometimes eight, nine, ten weeks. And so w- what we'd like to try and do is is close out each series with an additional resource for you just to kind of put a bow on the end of the series. And this is this is our first attempt to do that. We just finished up a series called He's still got the whole world in his hands, mm-hmm. uh, talking about uncertainty and and what is God's place in that, and how does he how does he minister to us in in those situations where there's more questions than answers, where there's a lot of uncertainty, where there's maybe even a lot of darkness around us uh, from the circumstances in our lives. So we just kind of want to have a kind of a closing conversation to go with that. And, and this is a good chance for us to, I mean, a lot of the times when we hear sermons, we forget them. Sure. Yeah. And we forget maybe what we have learned or we forget what we have taken away yeah. or we forget maybe the emotions that a certain sermon or a certain yeah. topic stirred within us. And so the objective is really to bring that back, bring back what God was doing in the midst of that. If, if maybe you've lost it or you've forgotten it and ultimately to uh, continue striving forward with some of these truths that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, maybe one more chance to chew on it. Like a, like a cow regurgitating the cud so it can chew on its meal <laughs> one more time. Maybe. Is that a good way to look at it? Sure. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes there are, there are you know, there, there's simply just limited time on a Sunday morning. There's limited time to put a series together. And so sometimes there's content that gets left on the cutting room floor. And so th- I think these post-series podcasts will be a chance to maybe bring out some of that extra content that didn't make it on a Sunday morning and give you a chance to hear a little bit more. So, um, yeah, so here we go. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I, I want to I work a little bit from, from the abstract to the more concrete, just, just some really practical things. Um, and yet this first one isn't really an XYZ, one, two, three kind of a step uh, type of thing, because when you think about dealing with uncertainty, in many ways, you almost have to just preach to yourself on a regular basis. You, you have to believe the truth. You have to decide to believe the truth that God is present, that God cares, that God is active in the midst of your circumstances, in the midst of whatever you're facing, that we have to believe and remind ourselves over and over and over again, if necessary, that there is a bigger picture. There is a greater plan. Even even if the here and now doesn't necessarily feel that way, right? Sometimes the circumstances of life today might feel the exact opposite of what the truth is, but we have to remind ourselves God is present. God is there. We can trust him with our heart um, when it comes to the uncertain times in our lives. Kathy and I had a a situation like this several years ago. We, um, if you don't know our our backstory, uh, Kathy and I met at college up in Grand Rapids and served at a great church up there in Hudsonville, Michigan, and spent a lot of great years there. And um, as time went on, we started to feel like the next thing was coming, like it's time to go off and do something different in a different place. And so we, we communicated to our church that 
Um, it was August at that time that this would be the last school year that we would spend there. We were going to spend that school year kind of looking around and getting the resume out there and looking at other churches. And, and it started off great. We, you know, uh, got a lot of calls, uh, some different interviews, place in Seattle, place in Cincinnati, some places around Michigan. And, and it felt like there was momentum building towards the next thing. Um, and we got to December of that school year and a church from Wisconsin reached out to us and kind of the typical church interview process. We had a, had a couple phone calls, did a video interview, which was kind of a new thing back then. Um, they flew somebody out to see us in Michigan. And then ultimately, at the end of January, early February, they flew us to Wisconsin to visit the church for a weekend and spent a lot of time having conversations. And, and we, we left there a little bit nervous because it was a long way away from home. Um, by miles, not so bad, but when Lake Michigan gets in the way, all of a sudden, you got yourself a four, five, six hour drive. And so, so we came home from that visit feeling like, man, it's far away, but I think we're supposed to say yes. Like it feels like God is leading in that direction. And so they called a few days later and communicated that they, they didn't have a great reason why, but they just didn't feel like it was a good fit. And uh, all, of, all of a sudden you kind of get that scorned lover syndrome where you're like, well, I didn't want to go there anyway. It's stupid. I didn't want to go to Wisconsin and be a Green Bay fan. Um, but on the inside, really, it was kind of heartbreaking because it felt like we had found the next spot, but it turned out it wasn't. And so there was a couple days here where we started to process the timeline where it's like, okay, this communication started in December, maybe late November. Here we are in February now. If another church called us today, does that mean it's going to be three or four months before that plays out? Now you're looking at the end of the school year. And all of a sudden, this big, long year that we had, this runway we had given ourselves had shrunk down. And it was like, oh boy, we thought this was going well. We thought we had this under control. We thought we were looking good. And all of a sudden, now it's a little bit scary. And there was a couple days there where it was like, God, what are you doing? Like this, this was supposed to be the spot. This was the answer. This was the provision. And all of a sudden, we got nothing. And now it's getting scary. And, and at the end of those few days, all, all I was kind of left with was just, all right, Lord, I trust you. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's next. I don't know what the, where you're going to take us or how this is going to play out. But all I have left is I trust you with my heart. That, that, that's all I can give you at this point. And God came through like literally within days, got another call and just an absolute dream job became available over here on the east side of the state. And so we jumped at it. But it was just one of those things where it kind of drove us back to that very abstract idea of believe the truth right? Make sure your heart and mind understand what's real and what's true. And in that moment, God is present. God cares. God is active, even in those moments where we're, where we're not sure that he is. So um, that's kind of the abstract one. So kind of moving from abstract uh, towards a little bit more concrete, the, the second thing that I would say is, and this is a bit of a, a rehash of the second week of the series, you got to pray. When things are uncertain, when things when, when you don't know what's going on, you have to maintain that two-way conversation with God. And I, kn I know what some of you are thinking, because you some of you all out there, you're church people like I am. This feels like the Sunday school kid answer, right? Teacher asks a question in Sunday school, you raise your hand and you say, Jesus, God, or prayer, and you're right most of the what time. the Bible? Oh, yeah, I guess you could say the Bible too. That'd be a good answer. So, But, but you throw three or four of those key phrases out there, and it's going to be right. This feels like a Sunday school answer, but but... It's, it's bigger than that. It is, it is the conduit through which God provides the peace and the direction that we're searching for. That, 
that stability that we're looking for, it's been promised to us. It's been guaranteed to us. And the way that it is channeled to us from God is through that two-way conversation with him, pouring out our souls to him, being honest with him. In, in some cases, brutally honest with him. And then sitting quiet, giving ourselves moments of stillness to allow him to speak back and fill us back up with what he wants to say and what he wants to do in us in the midst of uncertainty. Certainly preaching the truth to yourself about who God is and what he's up to, but you have to maintain that two-way conversation. It, it feels basic, but it's so much more than basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so often we we collect all the research, mm-hmm. we collect all the, da- the data, the data. <laughs> we nice. collect uh, other people's opinions. Yeah. Uh, we collect our own education, what we know about a topic or, mm-hmm. or direction. Uh, but so often with our mind spinning, with our mind going, we don't slow down to yeah. really yeah. go before God and, and pray. Yeah. It is one of those answers that we we tell a ton of other people to do so often, yet it can be our biggest struggle. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's where you find out just because it's basic doesn't mean we're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. Joe, when we were talking about this before, you said it, we raise our kids to know that we should pray, right? And we, and we tell people who are new believers, you need to have time in prayer with God. And, and, and so what happens when everything hits the fan and things start falling apart around us? We forget about prayer, right? We, we pursue every avenue and every source of instruction and knowledge and ideas and, re- and all everything. And then we kind of put God on the back burner. You have to make sure you're having that two-way conversation with God, especially in the midst of uncertainty, because that's where the peace comes from. That, that's how he gets it into our lives. Um, and then the third one. So we're working from abstract to more concrete. This last one is, is the most concrete kind of practical thing that we need to have in mind. And I'll say it like this. When you're in the midst of uncertainty, when you're living in a hopeless world, things seem like they're spiraling out of control. I want to encourage you, stop sitting in broken chairs. Stop sitting in broken chairs. Here, here's what I mean by that. We, we had, uh, our, our kids are getting older and they're doing more and more of that sports thing. And so we find ourselves sitting at baseball games and softball games and flag football games and all, all kinds of other stuff. And there's more things in our future, I'm sure. And when we first started doing this with the kids, we had some lawn chairs and they were, they were getting old. And, and the one I would end up sitting in, um, it was old. It was starting to rip in some spots. It was too small. And then finally, the front left leg started to give out like it was loose in its socket. And so sometimes it would fall out. And so I would spend, in, I would spend an hour and a half sitting in this chair, leaning to the right and back to make sure that I didn't tumble out of this chair and it's broken leg. And I did this for weeks on end throughout that summer with this dumb chair. And a couple times I fell, and it's funny the first few times, and the other parents laugh, and Kathy gets a good laugh out of me, and like, oh, that's a crazy, who, who got the crazy chair this time, right? So you, so you have some fun with it. But then it gets to the point where it gets ridiculous. You're like, this is stupid. Why, why am I still using this ridiculous chair? It's not strong enough. It's broken. It can't hold up under the weight that I'm putting on it. I'm getting a more reliable chair. I'm getting a new chair. I am going to get a chair that can support my weight. I'm going to get a chair that can handle what it is I'm asking of it. And and as ridiculous as that was, that is exactly what we do 
in these moments of uncertainty. That's exactly what we do in our lives that leads to moments of uncertainty and leads to moments of hopelessness because we, we take our weight, we take our needs, we take our desires, we take everything that we want to be and accomplish and experience in life and everything we want to feel in life and we take that weight of hope and expectations and we place it on something that can't handle the weight. Our spouse, our kids, our career, our boss, our professor, our favorite coach, all of these important things, meaningful things, valuable things in our lives, but they weren't created and they weren't built. They're not designed to support the weight of our needs and goals and hopes and dreams and expectations. They simply can't hold up. And yet what do we do? We go back and put our weight on it again. And if one of those fails, we transfer our weight to something else that can't support our weight. And the hopelessness compounds itself over and over and over again. And what we need to do is stop sitting in broken chairs. Put your weight on something that can handle it, that was designed to handle it, that promises it can handle it, that over and over proves it can handle it. And that is the love of God. It is the only thing that has proven eternally reliable. Stop sitting in broken chairs. Stop putting your weight in things that can't handle it, that shouldn't handle it and lean your weight in the direction of God and his love for you because it'll always come through. Um, and, and so when it, when it comes to any of these things, there is uncertainty. If you're listening to this, you've been alive long enough to know that there is uncertainty around every corner. There are seasons of life that are so uncertain. There are struggles. But we have to remember, God is active. He wants you to talk to him and he'll provide peace in those moments. And we have to lean on his love. It's the only direction we can successfully lean as we're navigating through the uncertain times. So yeah, I, we'll be attempting to do something like this, something that is maybe a short 15, 20 minute drive that you can kind of listen to um, after we kind of finish up a series uh, throughout you know, a season or within a month. And so we just wanna have you kind of sit and think about what was taught what was taken away uh, and all the topics. And then yet again, if you are listening to this without listening to this series beforehand, uh, you can always go back and, and re-listen on the podcast or watch on YouTube um, and just kind of get a, a, a bigger picture, a, a more in-depth uh, talk about these topics. Yeah. Yep. And that, the, the series are all at fieldstonechurch.org slash audio or on Apple Podcasts, and, and like Joe said, it, it'll always be there on YouTube Live to go back and, and watch it if you prefer to do that way. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, and as always, if you have questions or concerns or, or, or prayer requests that we can uh, lift you up with, uh, shoot us an email, info at fieldstonechurch.org, and we'd love to hear from you.